Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Well, hello, 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 and welcome in to the Beers and Ears podcast. My name's Casey. And my name is Matt. Welcome in, everyone. You know, Matt, it would not be another day on the Disney uh, on the Beers and Ears podcast if I have not made my way to a Disney park again, would it? <laughs> I, uh, one of these days I'm going to Disney park and you're going to about my trip. <laughs> I, I think the next one will probably be you. I, I can't foresee a trip on the horizon anytime soon. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I have been fortunate enough to visit uh, uh, four times in the last year. Uh, last November when I went to Momentum and then we went to Disneyland in June and then I went with my brother in October and then I just got back on Wednesday from a very special uh, trip that we're going to talk about today and that was the invitation to take part in a VIP tour through the Walt Disney uh, Parks Company. Yes, um, this was this was the unexpected one. Like you didn't plan oh yeah, this no, one. No, like, I did this... not plan this one. This one kind of came up out of nowhere. Um, so as part of the travel agency, we get to take what are called FAM trips. At first I was like, oh, FAM, family, that's cute. No, no, FAM stands for familiarization trips. And what they're basically meant to do is, as a travel agent, beyond just the normal training that you get, you know, they want you to go down there and experience this stuff so that you can come back and talk to people about it and let them know what it might actually be like so actually doing this on the pod is actually kind of fulfilling that responsibility for me anyway but i also think it's just fun to talk about right yeah um so so real quick let me just explain what a vip tour is because disney does a lot of tours the vip tour is the tour where if you've ever been around uh in the parks and you've seen a cast member in a plaid vest uh or a plaid shirt of some kind they are a VIP tour guide. And a VIP tour is a special reservation for six to seven hours. It depends on what type of tour you're going to get. Six to seven hours for up to 10 people. And depending on when you go, so depending on you know the time of year, the season, all that stuff, this is going to run you anywhere between $450 to $900 per hour during during that time okay <laughs> so just do the math in your head if you go during a peak time nine hundred dollars times seven hours there's your math was that 630 or sorry sixty three hundred dollars right there now divide <laughs> it up among 10 people you know it's about 630 dollars to do this okay okay now now when we, we laugh at that and go oh my god that's a crazy amount of money but but, and this is something, and I was talking, and I'll get into who our tour guide was in just a minute. If you've got a limited amount of time, if this is your once-in-a-lifetime trip, and it's a family trip, and you've got the money to spend, right, and you want to get as much in as you possibly can, our tour guide was really, you know, the way she talked about it, she's like, you know, a lot of people will do this on the, on one day, get all the must-do things out of the way, and then that takes the pressure off of the other days. Right. And, you know, you have talked on this podcast multiple times that when you're in a Disney park, time is money. Yes. This type of experience allows you to pack what would normally probably take three or four days in to a seven hour spot. Wow. I mean, it really does. It really, really does. So that in a nutshell is what the VIP tour is. I'm going to turn over hosting responsibilities to Matt because I'm sure Matt is going to have lots of questions, not only 
from him, but even just on your behalf, uh, listeners, on on kind of what the experience was like. So, Matt, it's all yours. So were you six or seven hours? Let's start off easy. (laughs) So this was a six-hour tour. Um, I'm shocked that it actually says it's a seven-hour tour on here because I thought most of these were six-hour tours. Um, What I did learn, the one that I was supposed to go to back in October when Hurricane Ian hit, that was going to be a seven-hour one, and that was because that was – for um club 33 members get four of these tours a year okay and if they don't use them they can gift them to other people that was the one i was going to be on so that would have been a seven hour tour but this was a six hour tour so we went from 10 o'clock in the morning until four o'clock in the afternoon that's a nice timing yep yep absolutely that was gonna be my next question is like what kind of time like do i gotta be up at like 7 a.m for this like no it just yeah they'll they'll give you the time you can also negotiate it too if you want a different time the parks open really early right now the parks open at 8 a.m um i actually got into hollywood studios because that was our starting park i got into hollywood studios at 7 30 and i made my way right over to the rise of the resistance and did that before the tour even started i did rise nice. of the resistance and star tours twice and i have to tell you this i did star tours twice and i did not get the pod racer scene either time <laughs> either time did i you, like so... you stand up or you like cheer oh, and everyone's really confused so happy. it was a walk-on man i was a five minute walk-on both times wow. i walked on by the time i got done with it because i wasn't going to do it a second time but by the time i got it the first time i was going to make my way over to tower of terror because that was not one of the rides we we're going to do on the vip tour but by the time I got out of Star Tours, I had done Rise of Resistance and Star Tours. Oh, my God. Tower of Terror was up to 95 minutes. And I was like, yeah. oh, never mind. So anyway, so I got there at 730, did all that. And then we met at 10 o'clock over by Oscar's stroller a rental. Okay. Okay. So do you know this itinerary going in, like what you're going to hit? Or is it a little bit of a mystery? Um, so in this, so it's completely up to you. You are in control. Now with us, because it was 10 travel agents obviously we had 10 competing potential ideas of what we wanted to do um uh, so we already knew ahead of time what we were going to do we had taken some votes we put a facebook group together and kelly i shout out to kelly i gotta just say kelly was the organizer awesome job kelly um she she took surveys and put together an itinerary of exactly what we were going to do. So uh, I'll read this off to you. This, this was, this was the plan because, so we, we started at Hollywood studios. The plan was to hit slinky dog, rise of the resistance, runaway railway, and actually was tower of terror. I was wrong. It was, I was going to go to Aerosmith, but that was already crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So slinky dog rise, runaway railway and tower of terror. We were actually going to hit slinky dog twice if we had time, but that was the first Epcot. We were going to do guardians twice, Remy test track, animal kingdom, flight of passage, and then Magic Kingdom, Space Mountain, Seven Dwarfs, Big Thunder, Pirates, Haunted Mansion, and Splash if there was time. Holy cow. Yes. B- big agenda. That was that was what we were trying to hit. Now, two of these, if there were time, were Flight of Passage and Splash Mountain. The reason why Flight of Passage was if there was time, it was the only thing we were going to hit in Animal Kingdom. And because Animal Kingdom is so far off the beaten path, we weren't sure if we were going to be able to make time to go down there, right? Okay. But either way, that was the plan going into the day. Okay, so there seems to be some flexibility with this. So, yes. like, at any point you can say, hey, never mind, we'd actually kind of like to go do this. So, kind of what, how did, the, give us, like, the first hour, I guess, like, let's start So, there. well, let's start with that. So, we kind of, we gave, so our, our tour guide, her name was Ife. And that's just the way she said it was, it's eBay, but like Ife. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. So okay. Shout, out to, shout out to Ife. She's been doing this a really long time. I think she's been doing it for five years. She was absolutely 
amazing during this trip like absolutely amazing we gave her what we wanted and at that point we kind of handed over her she's the expert she has her little gizmo in front of her about what rides are what rides are down it's kind of like my disney experience but i think it's more of a cast member version of it but better <laughs> yeah it's a, a better version of it so so you know she, we hand that to her. We tell her what the plan is. And she's like, all right, let's do it. And the first thing we do, we head over to Mickey's Runaway Railway. She's like, the first one we're going to hit, get out of the way. Then we'll head on back to Rise of the Resistance. We'll do that. Now, and then we'll... When, when you head into these rides, you're not just like walking in the queue. Where, where do you like, where, where, where did you get in for? You, so you go, in, you go in through the lightning lane under most circumstances. So under okay. most circumstances, you're entering through the lightning lane. Uh, entry and you're waiting behind the lightning lane entrance now there are a couple of exceptions to that where um you're walking in a different way um uh, for example haunted mansion we actually walked in through the exit and then through the dis um the handicap queue and got right on like that was we didn't have to go through that queue so there are a couple of exceptions so you are waiting in line and then if as you're waiting in line when the people at the front see that you're with that tour guide um unlike when you're in normally in the lightning lane where they might pause you for a second and let standby through you're an automatic through like just yeah, come you're on just through. you're through because because you, you're paying that money right oh yeah it, it is a misconception that the um the vip um tour guides cannot ride with you they actually can ride with you if they want. oh that's so it, fun. Is a, it is a misconception but ife she's like you know what she goes I've ridden enough. I'm good. <laughs> so, so it's, she, it was, it was really funny what she said about that now. Um, so yeah, anyway, so we did runaway railway, runaway railway. We actually got a little behind because it stalled for a little bit. Oh, okay. And so we waited, we were there probably 30 minutes in that queue. And we were like, Oh my God, if this is going to take much longer, we're just going to jet. Cause we time is money when you're doing this. Right. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So runaway railway. And then we went over to rise of the resistance, which again was my second time that day riding it, which was just awesome. Um, and what's cool is it didn't break down while we were there. We were able to get through. We got through it in a timely manner. Everything worked the way it was supposed to. It was fabulous. Um, then we, we could we could see up front. Oh, and then we went over to Slinky Dog, and we did Slinky Dog. And we realized because Runaway Railway gave took a little bit longer than it should have, we're like, we're not going to do Slinky Dog twice. We're just going to do it once. Did it once, and then we were going to go up and do Tower of Terror, but Tower of Terror was down. Okay. So we said, all right, we're going to skip it. So that was the first. So up until that point, things were, I don't want to say they were normal because obviously we were with the tour guide, um, but they were, they were normal ish in that, okay, we were in the park. We, we all went through the main entrance of the park. Things were normal. I will say we got, and I put, I put this up in the um, Facebook group, these really cool VIP pins, yeah, like exclusive pin. Like it, I was so excited to see that. So that, that was really cool. Um, and then the other thing that, that we don't, realize and i don't know if this is like all the time or how this works but the tour guide is authorized to buy things for you so for example we didn't pay for water the entire time we got bottles of water like the smart water like the expensive oh, water. fancy water yes the fancy water so we got off of rise of resistance and got the water i'm sorry off a of runaway railway got the water then when we got off of rise of resistance she had bought us mickey bars Oh, wow. So the, the Mickey okay. bars. Yeah. Well, then later on, it started raining and she bought all of us ponchos. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So again, it was, it was like, you know, whatever you need, we are VIPs. Like that's what this is, right? It was pretty cool. Now, would that extend into like, hey, I want a Mickey Mouse plush? Well, I think, How, or, 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 I think you'd still have to buy your own 
but would that be a, like could i say charge my card but you yes. go get it for yeah, me okay well, actually we had a couple people who who mobile ordered food and she went and picked it up okay okay so same idea so anyway so as we're leaving hollywood studios now we get to the backstage part of it now we were not allowed to take pictures we were not allowed to take video that's that's part of the rules it's right in there you cannot take take that but so you know where Holly, uh, a rock and roller coaster is at, right? Yeah. And then there's the new attraction there, the the Lightning McQueen Racing Academy. So if you're walking back to um, Rock and Roller Coaster, which is on the left, and you kind of keep going straight past that, on the right hand side there's a cast entrance. Now we've been cast before, so we've been backstage. We know backstage areas, although we've never necessarily been backstage at Walt Disney World per se. I but, have. <laughs> I have, but like. But okay, so then maybe you'll you'll know you'll recognize. But like, you just go around that little corner, and it's like boom, you're you're out of the park. Like, yeah, it's not like in it's not what you would expect. Like, it's boom, you're out of the park. It's where we came out. Parking lot. (laughs) It really was where we came out was a giant parking lot, and it said there was a giant. I saw this sign. It says Disney's uh, uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios, no trespassing. That, that was the sign. It just said, and it was just right there. Like if you walked two feet from that sign, you were in Hollywood studios again. Like they, it's completely masked when you're in the park, but when you're out of the park, it's like, boom, fantasy's gone. It's just gone. <laughs> so, so anyway, we get in this really cool van. Um, Ooh, yeah, that's going to be the thing. How did you transport? Like what so, kind of van so are we talking? It was just a basic white van. It said VIP and we had a VIP Ooh. hanging tag. We had our air conditioning going. It was ready to go. Um, and we got in, we got her, you know, put our seatbelts on and, and we were heading on over to Epcot. And by that point it had started to rain. Um, I will say because we're, we're traveling, some of the roads we're traveling on are the public roads, but other roads we're traveling on are private cast member only roads. When you're in those private cast member only areas, the security checkpoints, they're not like the security checkpoints at a resort, man. Yeah, they've got gates, but they got those giant like barricades that come out of the ground. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. People, so people can't run the gate and come into the park. It's 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 kind of crazy. It's almost kind of scary like to see that like like wow, they take that measure of security, but there are crazies out there. There's kooks out there who would love to run into a park like that, you know? But yeah. they take it very seriously. So you get Van because you get vanned over to Epcot now. So yep. that that was going to be my question with the VIP tour. The big thing of like, okay, if you're hitting all these parks, you gotta you gotta go. But yes. it, like, if you you know, one of the criticisms that we've had of, or at least I personally have had of park hopping, is so much time is wasted. But in this case, you literally get out of the park, hop in a van, and yeah, it's not like you're walking to the. I mean, the walk to the bus at Hollywood Studios is a. 15 minute walk yeah the walk to the van is a 10 second walk yeah and then you're out and then and then so we go to epcot so we're gonna hit the goal at epcot was to hit test track guardians of the galaxy which while we wanted to hit it twice we were only allowed to hit it once that was one of the rules we can only do it once okay and then and then remy well as you can imagine remy and test track and 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 guardians they're like on opposite sides of the park i mean the walking that distance would have taken time she's like oh no we're not going to walk that she goes we'll go park behind test track get you guys a poncho we'll go do guardians real quick if the rain's let up we'll do test track and then we'll go back in the van then we'll drive you over to remy (laughs) okay okay just hop in the van so anyway so we, we we park in the manager's parking by but we're test, behind test track she takes us in this back entrance 
Um, we get our ponchos. We were going to do test track first, but because it was raining, it wasn't running. Yeah. So we went over to Guardians. Did Guardians had a hoot? We got what? Um, so what? Uh, what did you like? Give your fifteen second review of Guardians for okay, me. Okay. So so y'all heard my review a couple weeks ago on Guardians, but so the, so two two weeks ago when we did Guardians, um, I had the Iran song, which was really good. Or yeah, Iran by um. Oh my goodness, I don't know who it's by. This time we had um, Disco Inferno was the song we had. Okay. Um, okay, Guardians of the Galaxy is probably one of the best rides on property, probably second best, I'd say. Um, it is Space Mountain, but modernized with music. It is smooth like butter. I do not get motion sickness. That ride is so amazing. Um, I, I, I cannot the, from the pre-show. It's t- the way they do everything in that show in that that ride. You don't want to miss it. And what's funny about it, you can still smell it. It's new. You can smell the construction. It's Has so that new, new car smell? It does. It really does. But anyway, so we did that. Um, we left there. We went back into our van and then drove around. Ironically, we couldn't park directly behind France. We had to park behind the American Pavilion and then walk over to France, which was really weird. But again, the American where we parked at it. it, it so you haven't been there since they built Regal Eagle. Um, but no, they've, got the, they've got the Regal Eagle barbecue house right to the left of that. There's just kind of this pathway and there's just a door that says cast members only. The door is open. Like, it's not like there's a key. The door is open. She just opens it up. We walk right in and boom, we're in Epcot. And then like, like literally 100 feet out was where our car was at. And, and like, that's where the, um, the, the, the acapella group gets ready. And yeah, like, yeah. it's just, it's, it's just, it's just oh, backstage. Like there it is, <laughs> you know, it just um, was really weird. What'd you think of uh Remy? Remy's fun. So I did Remy when we were there a couple weeks ago. Um, have you ridden Remy? You haven't ridden Remy yet. No, no, I haven't. No. So Remy is a lot of fun. It's again, smooth. It's that trackless ride system yeah. that they're really bringing in. Um, it's basically you shrink down to the size of a mouse and you're inside the kitchen and they're trying to catch you. Like it's a lot of fun. And the special I've rides are awesome. the one in Paris. So yeah, I, I, like, I have a general idea of what's happening, but this one's a lot of fun. It, it is. And it's, it's, it's a good family ride. I would say. Okay. Yeah. Fun. Awesome. So was that all you did at Epcot? Then? That was all we did at Epcot. By that point, we um, were about three hours in the tour. So we're about halfway through at this. Point. Oh, okay. So let's, so you're about halfway done in the tour. Yes. So uh, let, let's just, so this is like three hours. Yes. You have done Mickey Mays Runaway Railway. Yes. Rise of the Resistance, Slinky yes. Dog Dash. Yes. Uh, Gardens of the Galaxy. And Remy. And Remy. So and let's, and let's put in there that had it not been raining, you probably would have been able to fit in Test Track there. Probably but... would have been able to fit in Test Track. Yeah. At this point, we had to let go of Tower of Terror and Test Track because of things out of our control. Yeah, things right. out of your control. But yep. still, the fact that in and and also you have had Mickey ice cream bars and yep. fancy water. Yeah, we it, it, Mickey ice cream bars, fancy water. We've gotten ponchos. Um, so yeah, all of that, and and we've taken pictures in each of the par- parks so far. So yeah, all that stuff that's there so far. Okay, great. So where so, where are you uh, off to? So next? so then we make the decision. Okay can we get down to animal kingdom to do a quick flight of passage? And she's like, yes, we can do it because of where we're parking at. And I'm like, okay. So as you know, Epcot and animal kingdom, Epcot's kind of like middle of, uh, of, of Disney world property. Animal kingdom's like South of Disney world property. So she gets us down there. She, and she takes us in through 
what I think is the coolest part of the entire thing that we did, not the rides, the backstage area of Animal Kingdom, we come in around the perimeter of the safari. So we are seeing the fences that are up around the safari. We get so close that we can actually see the signs and they say, danger, do not enter wild animals. Like, it, like <laughs> don't it's come like, in here. It, it's almost like Jurassic park. Like it, it's really creepy the way, you, like the way it's set up, it's just forested, but we come around the perimeter and the perimeter is huge. It's absolutely oh, huge. Yeah. We get to see a lot of the caretaker areas where they take care of the animals, where they come off stage. We also get to see the nursery, which is behind the scenes of, for all of the, um, all of the the flowers, the shrubbery, the trees, where they grow all of the plants and and, and basically fauna uh, or flora, I should say, not fauna, fauna is the animals, where they grow all of the flora for the property. We get to see all of that, which is really cool. That's cool. Yeah. So anyway, we come up on this parking lot and we're behind Pandora. We're behind Pandora. We're behind the building that houses, and I did not know this, but I posted this fun fact the other day. Yes. The building houses the Navi River Journey on the first floor and fly the passage on um, uh, floors two and three, all in the same, in the same building. I didn't know That's that. Good engineering. Yeah, it is. But we get out and we hear Pandora. You know those sounds of Pandora that you hear? We hear them, but we're backstage in a parking lot. And one of the other travel agents, she says, she goes, man, hearing that actually is kind of creepy when you're not in Pandora. Like it's really creepy to hear it. Like, it's like, like something's going to jump out at you. Anyway, there's this path on the ground that says this way to park this way back to the park. So we follow that. And again, you know how these backstage areas operate. They're just basically a wall. That's all they are. We walk around the wall and bam, we're in Pandora. Wow. It, it just, it was like, it was just like, instantaneously you're transported i think we're so used to the parks like the entrance kind of easing you into it whereas to go from i'm not in it to boom you are in it you are in it you are absolutely in it so because literally we walked around the walked around the wall and boom there's the floating mountains right there like it just was like wow like it just was crazy so we get out there we we get in the queue for pandora now for flight of passage now last year i could not ride flight of passage uh I'm a tall person, my legs, you know, I'm a bigger person. I was really nervous. Um, whether or so not you I had never ride. ridden it before. I've ridden it before. I've okay. ridden it twice before, but I couldn't ride it last year for whatever okay. reason. Okay. I could not ride it again this year. Unfortunately, I tried, they couldn't get me into it. So, but after I got out, um, apparently what they're doing now for people who try to ride this and can't, they have something called recovery and they actually ended up giving everybody in our tour group, two free lightning lanes to use that day or the next day on anything that was a normal genie plus and that was nothing to do with the with the vip tour i think that was just i think if someone can't fit in it they're trying to recover that guest service issue so go disney there so anyway we wrote it um we get off a flight of passage um we get off and every time we get off by the way f um um, fa is or ife is um right waiting for us so she's not waiting there we're like where is she well then we come around and there she is now she's got pandoran fruit sickles for us (laughs) to enjoy yes there's a picture of me enjoying my pandoran fruit sickle and more water i should say so that that was it that was animal kingdom we didn't do much that we there was no you know all the other stuff in animal kingdom you really don't need to do like the safari takes too long you know you don't want to you don't want to waste that on a vip trip um everest you can single ride anytime you want basically we talked about that so we're like okay time to move to magic kingdom now at this point 
it's like an hour and a half left. That's all we got left. Now, we are on the southernmost part of the property. Magic Kingdom is on the northernmost part of the property. Under normal circumstances, that is a 20-minute drive. Oh, yeah. Under good circumstances. She's like, well, we're going to get there about 10, 15 minutes. How are you going to do that? She took us to, there's, apparently there's a secret road that runs from Animal Kingdom to the backstage of Magic Kingdom that literally shaves off five to 10 minutes. Wow. And that's what we took. We took the secret road and she's like, yeah, she took us by the, basically the, the, the trash facility that handles all the trash for the facility, yeah. all that stuff. So, yep. We, we end up getting up by Magic Kingdom. Um, where we park is backstage behind, um, we're basically behind like Tomorrowland Terrace and behind like Main Street USA, like okay. on the on the right side. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Get, we get off. We've got a snack buffet in front of us of chips and candy that we can enjoy. So we we grab some snacks and some more water. We pop out on stage. Now, where they pop us out is actually an area I've been in before, which if you've ever done one of the Halloween parties or Christmas parties, it's that backstage area on the right that they take you through to give you your candy or the or the exit area at night when you're exiting fireworks. Same okay. Thing. But anyway, we pop out there and then we pop out on stage by Tomorrowland Terrace. And she's like, all right, here's the plan. Space Mountain. Haunted Mansion. I'm sorry, Space Mountain. Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Haunted Mansion. She goes, and I'm going to drop you off at the entrance of Pirates because by that point it'll be four o'clock and I can't get on with you. And that's exactly what we did. We did Space Mountain. We went over to Seven Dwarfs. By the time we got on Seven Dwarfs, because we, I wanted to do Splash. I really did, but we just weren't going to have time. But it started downpouring while we were on Seven Dwarfs. I'm like, well, I got to do Splash Mountain. Yay! <laughs> so we did Seven Dwarfs, and then we popped over to Haunted Mansion, which kept, because it was downpouring so badly, the ride stopped, stopped working each time because they couldn't, no one wanted to leave under the awning. So it kept getting backed up and they couldn't have that ride backed up. So we got stuck on Haunted Mansion for a little bit. And then we went over to Pirates of the Caribbean and, and, and wrapped up our day in Pirates of the Caribbean. And, and she, you know, that, you know, we, we, we took pictures with her and, and she gave us the last of our waters and that was that. Wow. So basically at every park, you got to do the, premier attraction yes and at most other parks you got to do like the second third fourth premier attraction yes along with that you're getting snacks throughout the day yep and water and all that other stuff um plus you're getting to see like you said a different side of disney because you're not you're obviously not taking the road. You're taking the road less traveled of most guests. Yes. Um, it, 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 I, I think what's cool about it is like, yeah, you are the VIP. And mm-hmm. well, um, other people are looking at you like, what's going on with them? Like there is kind of a clout to it a little bit. And you okay. know, I talked I talk to Ife. I'm like, you know, I know you can't tell me who. I'm like, but I'm sure you have celebrities who do this. She goes, oh, yeah, we have celebrities all the time. You know, some of them are great. Other times, not so much. You know, she, you know, she was, she was very, uh, again, she never revealed who they were. And that's what I loved about Ife. She was so full of knowledge and, and, and experience. And, and, you know, we bonded a little bit because, you know, I told her I used to be a cast member and everything too. So we talked about that and, and she'd been doing this for so long and, and 
um, you know, she was, she was totally professional the whole time, which I think is what, you know, that's what you're paying for, you know, you're yeah. paying. And she's like, you know, I have people, my regulars who come back to me year after year, you know, I have other people who get me for the first time and then want to request me later. Um, so yeah, I mean, and I asked her, I said, how many, how many tours do you have going on any given day? That was going to be my next question. Like how yeah. many tours does she do? She, well, so she said that that day, this would have been Tuesday, this, this past week. So if you're listening to this on release day a week ago, um, they had 90 tours going that day. Whoa. They had 90 tours going that day. She said that she is part-time. So she only does three to four days a week out of choice, but she could do five days if she wanted to. The other thing about this is that you do tip. So it is important that um, you bring anywhere between 25 to $40 per person to tip. So if you think about that, I mean, there were 10 of us, we all brought 40 bucks. She made $400, you know, tip on us um, from that day. We were kind of trying to do the math a little bit, like what kind of money she could make. make. You know, I would imagine a, a really good tour guide probably brings in, I would say they're probably some of the highest paid cast members. She, she probably brings in between 60 and $80,000 a year. I would bet. I, or more. That wouldn't surprise me. Cause again, if you're good at it and you mm-hmm. get the right people that tip. Yeah, absolutely. And again, the, the perk of being able to ride the rides whenever she wants, you know, she actually said, she goes, this has kind of spoiled me. She goes, cause when I come to the parks without this and I have to wait in the line, she goes, uh-uh, I'm not about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, like, I can imagine. So I can only imagine. Yeah. But you know, it, it, it really was a, for me, a once in a lifetime experience. Cause I don't think I could ever afford it. But one of the things that I've learned doing the travel agency thing now, Matt, is it's not my money. It's, it's whoever wants to spend it. It's their money. So like, mm-hmm. if yeah, you know, like who am I to judge or try to use my, what I consider a value cheap or expensive. If someone wants to pay for an experience, that's, that's them. Like, like if this is an experience you want to have, let me help you have it. Cause you're going to have a great time. You're going to have a great time no matter what. I think that's the key with this. Cause like you said, you know, I, I I've priced this out in terms of like, um, this is a weird comp, but hang with me. Um, box seats at a minor league baseball game. Okay. Cause like, I'm not going to buy box seats at a bulls or, you know, professional game. That's just way too much. I can't do that. But at a minor league game, I'm like, listen, I can house up to 10 people. And so if me and 10 people did this, it comes out to an incredibly affordable amount. Yeah. Well, like you said with this, even if you go at peak time, so you're talking $900 an hour and you go on, let's, let's say at the six hour one, um, nine times six, if I am not mistaken is 54. Um, so you're looking at $5,400. That's a lot. Yep. But if you take that down to, 10 people and everybody chips in $540. That's not outrageous for an experience for this kind of experience. Again, because if it was just one park, okay, that's a, a, you know, that's a pricier ticket. But the fact that you can hit all four parks, hit the main rides, hit, you know, it kind of adapt as it goes on, get, great service if you need anything here you go like it, it that's not outrageous it really is not and you know it's i even equate this to and because i just took the the um the training on the star wars galactic star cruiser right 
you know, a, a cabin on the star on the star cruiser is about six grand. Right. And if you got four buddies who want to go to that, right. That's going to end up being $1,500 per person, right. Divided over the basically two and a half days that you're there. Right. So it's about $600 or so per day ish. Right. If you divide that by the, the, the 24 hours per day or so, you're looking at about 25 to $30 an hour for an all inclusive, all immersive, experience which includes your food which includes the entertainment the fun the cabin is it pricey yes but at the end of the day what you're getting on the other end okay it's actually not too bad right it's a once in a lifetime maybe twice in a lifetime experience now for a family of four six thousand dollars two days a family that might be a lot but if it's buddies broken up you know you can use miles to get down there for your plane flight and then boom you're done you know like i i just there are I guess I've just learned and I, and I'm really guilty of this. I've done it on this podcast where I've talked about, Oh my God, how things are overpriced, blah, 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 blah. I guess it just in doing this, this travel agency and stuff and, and really starting to price stuff out for people, how people perceive different values. It's not none of my business. It's my job to help them plan what they think is going to be the best for their family or for their trip. Yeah. This is an option for that. And I think, you know, whether it's $450 an hour to $900 an hour, and I want to add this. If you don't want to go all out Disney VIP, there are other VIP tours um, out there that you can do that are third party. In fact, my friend Connor, who who I know from Momentum, he just started up something called Magical VIP Tours. It's $200 an hour, so it's substantially less. Obviously, they can't get you in the way that we're talking about here. Oh, but yeah. basically, they take over your Genie Plus and individual Lightning Lane experience, and they do it all for you, and they lead the way through the parks. So, again, if you want to take the guesswork out of planning your trip while you're in the park for that day, they'll do it for you. Again, a, a different type of VIP experience, but you're still going to get that guide, basically, who's walking you through everything. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool that you got to experience that to be able to kind of speak into that experience. Cause I, I mean, again, like you and I are not, don't come from VIPs. And so like, yeah. I, like a VIP experience is never something that I thought I would ever be able to have. Mm-hmm. I'm probably still not going to have that VIP experience, but don't now tell it, short. You might, you might like, <laughs> but, but now I, now that I know the, the logistics behind it, I'm like, Okay. You know what? That's actually a possibility that I that could happen. Exactly. Exactly. I think I think it's again, I know so much more about it now that I'm I'm again, when you look at the cost of what you're going to get. And like I said, I keep going back to what Ife said to me, which is for somebody who who's there for a week and there's, you know, this is a once in a lifetime, they're not going to be back for 10 years or 15 years, but there are certain things they absolutely have to hit, right? This is their chance to do it. And I want to add one more thing about this. Let's just look at the cost of Genie Plus individual lightning lanes. So if, if you think about what we hit, right? So gardens, let's say you have a family of four. Let's just do mm-hmm. a family of four for a second. And let's say the cost of this thing is, let, let's max it out. The $900 an hour times seven. So it's $6,300. That's the cost of this VIP tour. Family of four. Okay. If you were to individual lightning lane guardians for a family of four, that's $60. Individual lightning lane um, 
Rise of the Resistance, that's $80. So that's $140. Individual Lightning Lane uh, Flight of Passage, I think that's another $20 per person. So that's another $80. So now you're up to um, uh, $200. And then Individual Lightning Lane, um, what's the one in Magic Kingdom? Is it Seven Dwarves? I think that's $15. I think it's Seven Dwarves, yeah. So that's, so that's, that's two, 260 right there. I think maybe 300, I don't know, somewhere along the line, in individual lightning lights. Then you're going to Genie Plus, right? You're going to Genie Plus. And the thing is, is you're going to Genie Plus not just one day. You're going to Genie Plus multiple days because you're probably going to hit each of those parks on four separate days in most cases. You're not park hopping to all four parks in one day. So let's just say the Genie Plus is $20 a day per person. So that's 80 times four. Right. So that's another 320. So now you're up to about 600, $650 in Genie Plus in, in individual lightning lanes there. Add on the cost of drinks and, you know, Mickey bars or whatever with what you get out of that. That's probably another 200, 200 some dollars. You've basically got about a thousand dollars, I'd say, maybe a little bit less built in if you do it yourself. Yeah. And there's all that stress, right, built into it. I would also add that you probably don't have, you, again, you're also paying for your park tickets each of those days. By doing the VIP tour, you might be able to shave off time in the park. So maybe you're not doing five days in the parks. Maybe you're doing three days in the parks instead. So now you've just shaved off additional time as well. I don't know. Will it match up to the time if you do it manually? No, because you're paying for the experience. But I, I, I definitely think it's not a fair comparison to say $6,300 versus nothing. Because it's $6,300 yeah. versus a cost plus the manual time you're putting into it. Again, it's what what does... What does your time, what does your stress, what does your, I mean, there's a reason why all inclusive resorts are something that people like. Exactly. It's because they don't have to worry about anything. Same with the dining plan. I mean, the yeah. reason why people go for the dining plan at Disney is that, okay, yeah, it may actually ends up probably costing you more to do the dining plan, but you don't have to worry about it. It's paid for. Yeah. You know, yeah, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. So anyway, uh, in case you haven't figured this out, I'm an authorized travel planner. <laughs> uh, this podcast is brought to you by Magical Memories by Casey. I'm not going to go through the whole spiel. Look, guys, if you want to plan a trip, I'd be honored to help you plan it. I really would. Um, I've said it 100 times on this podcast. It costs you nothing extra. I just priced out uh, four different trips, I want to say, that I'm in the process of working with people on, on getting for next year, four, like this week. Um let me help you. I mean, it, it, whether you want to take a trip in February or you want to take a trip in August, you want to take a trip in November, um, we can start planning that stuff right now. I just priced one out for August and she's staying at Caribbean Beach Resort and I'm jealous because it's a beautiful resort, you know? So um, hit me up, uh, Casey Woolley at MainStreetMoreTravel.com. Um, you can even just go to Facebook.com slash Magical Casey if you want. So, um, okay, Matt, uh, closing time, I think? Yeah, let's close it. Let's close it out. Uh, we've got, uh, email us beers and years, 1928 at gmail.com Facebook group beers and years podcast. Casey posts a lot of his great tips. Um, so, you know, definitely hit us up there. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at beers, years, 1928. As always, uh, rate and review us five stars, five stars on Apple podcasts and, uh, check out sorcerernetwork.com for all of our library of episodes categorized and organized. Yeah. And if you have an idea of an episode, let us know. Actually, next week's episode is a um, 
as a listener suggestion, we're going to be hitting up the, the history of animated shorts from the Walt Disney yeah. Company. And, and one of the things we're going to talk about is this one called Lambert, uh, Lambert, Lambert and the Sheepish Lambert. Lion. Yeah. Yes. Um, so we're going to talk about that along with just the history of the shorts and kind of the, the part that they've played in the history of the Walt Disney Company and Pixar and things like that. Um, and then the following week, we're hitting up Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which, from what I'm hearing, is literally clawing up, as they put it in the article, clawing up the charts, uh, tearing um, up the tearing up the screens right now. So I think I'm going to try to see in about a half an hour. Oh, goodness. <laughs> You're like, Casey, let's get off this thing. Uh, but, yeah, I guess it made $80 million its opening night or something like that. Wow. So, yeah, which, for, it's... again, post, post-pandemic, it's still kind of recovering. So Yeah, so I've heard, I've heard nothing but great stuff about it so far, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. So... All right, well, let's go ahead and raise our glasses. I'm drinking everything I had in my glass, but raise our glasses here. And uh, this episode has been on us. We'll see you again next week. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast. 